Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. I'm your host, Sarah Miranda, and today I have a special guest, Carrie S. Mail. And Carrie is the founder of Limitless Living Coaching and The Fun Coach. So Carrie, super excited to dive into the topic of abundance, all things abundance, being abundant, living abundantly, feeling abundant. Um, But tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, what brought you into this space. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. This has been something that we've been planning for a while. while. We have just been like vibing online and we figured why not just dive right into a collaboration. So hyped to be here, hyped to connect and and speak with your audience a little bit more. Um, I am the fun coach, uh, but usually when people hear that, they think that everything that I do circulates around like helping people just have more fun in their life. And of course, that is a huge piece of it, but more so um, I'm a mindset coach because if we really want to be enjoying our life thoroughly and be living a really full life that we're in love with, it all starts within the mind, as you know very well, Sarah. So I work with entrepreneurs to help them enjoy the journey and be really present while hitting the milestones and excelling towards the big vision that they have. So my background, it's been it's been a journey. I'm on year seven of entrepreneurship, and I started as a hairstylist. Then I was a fitness coach. And then through fitness coaching, like the meat of it all was always in the one-on-one calls where we were diving into the mindset. And that was what was always the most transformational. So I was like, why would I, why waste time? Like, why would I linger on this when I know really what I'm called to do? And so a couple of years ago, I went to a coach training program and just absolutely fell in love with the craft of coaching and like guiding people through their introspection and then turning that into action and just seeing the transformation, seeing people's internal transformations become their external world changing entirely is just the coolest fucking thing to me. So I love what I do and that's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I can resonate with that too. Like you said, you know, I love that you've been in entrepreneurship for a while too. So that kind of like given the topic of today, I'm sure there's so many different pockets of where abundance kind of came in and where we maybe even struggled with it too. But starting as fitness and seeing, like you said, the meat of coaching and the meat of the transformation was within the mindset work and really seeing that. And Myself too, I started in fitness coaching about, I had been an in-person trainer, but when it comes to online coaching in 2020, so about three years, and then I transitioned and now fully refer to myself as a mindset coach after a full year of being terrified of, of doing that and admitting that and saying that and speaking it. But I love that just seeing how our subconscious mind is such a block for what we want to be able to achieve. And specifically when it comes to our physical body, we can be doing everything correct correctly. We can be checking off all these boxes, but we have these subconscious stories that are still keeping us from reaching that top layer, from like reaching that, that next level and in the transformation. And the mindset work is just, it's so potent. And I love that you focus a lot on being able to support people. Do you, I don't know if you only work with women or men and women. Just women. 
just women. Okay. Beautiful. Same. My gals, gals. Women, <laughs> yeah, women empowerment and just seeing women like step into their power through that. So beautiful. Well, given the topic of this episode, being abundant as fuck, um, we're dropping into what abundance is, what abundance is not, maybe what you're doing wrong when you're trying to attract more of it and how to truly embody being abundant, living abundantly, feeling abundant, and really what that means to you. And like maybe redefining what what you think abundance means to you. So I know a little bit too that we were talking about before we hopped on here is kind of abundance really is an energy. It's literally an energetic exchange when it comes to this world. So when it comes down to using the power of the mind, for example, and looking at abundance less of a tangible thing but more of like how can i embody what abundance is when you think about the word abundance what comes to you and maybe like your current self how your current self really looks at abundance but maybe even what past versions of you used to look at look at abundance as oh my gosh it's so interesting as you're talking i'm thinking about first of all how important how crucial it is that we like are very clear and aware of how we're defining things in life because there's a dictionary definition for everything but we still all have our own definitions that we're operating by and so I love that you asked that question because I'm sure for both of us which is why we're here today the way that we used to define abundance it's very different from how we see it today so if I go back a couple years like I used to look at abundance like a a destination and and all about the tangibles, right? When I thought of it, I thought of an overflow of what is available to me, which is funny because that's not like, those words are not that different from how I see it today. But I was thinking about stuff then. I was thinking about, you know, living an abundant life to me meant having an overflow of money coming in, which what does that even mean, right? Because as soon as we hit the one milestone, like we want the next, and especially with money, it's a never ending like journey and the target's always moving. So that is just very, like I thought it was tangible, but it was actually very intangible. So I was thinking money, you know, like 10K months plus. And I was thinking, oh, abundance is me being able to buy whatever car I want. And abundance is me being able to, go binge online shopping anytime I felt like it just because I felt like it. And again, those targets are just always moving no matter what. So it's not a destination that's attainable at all. Fast forward to today, abundance, like you said, is the energy that we're embodying. It is the lens that we're looking through because it's just, you know, scarcity versus abundance are you looking or are you looking through the lens of everything that you don't yet have that you want or are you looking through the lens of everything that is available to you in terms of feelings more so Mm -hmm. like peace like unconditional love like gratitude like connection like comfort You, you know all those things that are just inherently available to us That is the way I see abundance now and choosing to tap into that and to look at everything through that lens instead. 
Yeah, you brought up a really good point there. Like you said, you would set these milestones, hit them, but then like you said, the target is always moving. So it's never like we're feeling fulfilled or we're never getting to that point where we're reaching the milestone. And it's like, now I feel abundant. Now now I've made it. And I resonate with that. I remember specifically like 2021 is when I really started diving into like my spiritual journey and journaling and really tapping into like the connection with the universe. At the time I resonated with the universe. And I remember writing in my journal every day, like I'm abundant, I am abundant, I am abundant and not really knowing what that meant. And like you said too, it was all about stuff. Like I was looking for these tangible things. So I would not be abundant until I hit hit the first 10K month and then maintain that and then skyrocketed past that. I'm not abundant. I love that you were bringing up too, uh, like online shopping and stuff like that. Cause it's like, well, if I had these nights where I, you know, finished work for the day and I just found myself scrolling online and scrolling on online shops and Lululemon or Shein or whatever it is. And I was like, well, I have the money to just spend it now. And then I would. And then I remember that the package would come and I would put it on. And I would have those 30 seconds of like, wow, I feel so good in these clothes. And boom, it's gone. Like poof. Like, and we look at abundance as I think a lot of people do this. We look at abundance as these tangible things that we think is going to bring us this feeling of fulfillment and abundance and and success when what we're searching for is a feeling. That thing, that tangible thing that we want, we're, we think it's going to bring us abundance, but we're searching for how it makes us feel in those 30 seconds, but we want that to be prolonged, right? So with the 10K months, I thought I was going to be worthy. I thought I was going to be looked at as successful. And because of that, then I'm abundant. And because I'm abundant, then I get to have more of that. And it couldn't have been further from the truth. I didn't, I could, I had so many months where things started to really dip down and I started to focus so hard on the money, on, you know, how much I was doing in a day, how many things I was accomplishing productively, but also things that I was just doing in my personal life. Like if I was traveling that month or if I, you know, had more plans with people like that just allowed me to be like, oh, well, I have a lot going on, which must mean that I'm abundant. So I'm doing these physical things. It it was so based on doing versus who am I? When I am working towards these milestones, who am I when I hit the milestone? Who am I when I am just appreciating and having gratitude through the, the milestone? It's It was never focused around that. It was always about what I had. And it was like, we always had to reach for more and grab for more because there was never enough bund- abundance. And I remember a mentor that I had too, she she made it very apparent that the world in this world, there is so much to go around. There is so much money, so many resources, whatever it is that we're really searching for. It really, there is an abundance of it in the world, but what energy are you choosing mentally? What energy are you choosing as far as how you go in your day-to-day with where you are right now to be able to attract and be open to receive And like you said, like it comes from a place of scarcity and lack, like we're so fist tight around the things that we want to have. And as soon as we get it, we want to hold on to it and not like, I don't know about if you resonate with this, but whenever it came down to money, like I wanted to hold on to it and never see that like number go down (laughs) in my bank account when I hit those big milestones. And because of that, it went because of that, like things would pop up where I had to let go of it. And that's where a lot of scarcity came up for me. So it took me a while. It took me a while. I want to say up until probably the last year to really know and feel like, oh, abundance isn't just 
things. It isn't just stuff. It isn't tangible. You aren't going to feel abundant from what you have. It's who are you choosing to be and what? how are you choosing to perceive where you are right now, everything that you have right now? Can you bring joy around that? Can you be undeniably grateful for what you have right now? And I feel like it can feel, it can be easy to do that when you kind of zoom out, zoom out and look at the world right now. But in the moment when we're getting frustrated because little things are popping up, little inconveniences, and we're not feeling that sense of gratitude for what we have because we think we don't have enough. But it's in those moments where it's like, okay, this is where my mind is going. This is the story that's being created. How can I recreate that? And I think mm-hmm. that's a really powerful tour like there. Oh my gosh. So, so much juice in that. That was so good. Like so many things are coming up as you're talking. Um, one being that if we're addressing the way you and I used to look at abundance as, you know, like an external destination or a certain amount of stuff, it's actually really just an illusion. Because like you said, you you arrive there and it's not there. And it's still like it it doesn't actually exist in the space that you think it's going to. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I've actually noticed within myself and it's actually still something I'm really working through. When I hit milestones that I've been striving towards and working really hard for, I don't just like I don't even have a brief moment of arrival and gratitude, which is like that's a vulnerable share coming from a mindset coach, right? Like something maybe other people might think I should have mastered, but it's hard. It's really hard. Like when I arrive at something big, I actually get extremely cynical. And I, and I just like this dark cloud just comes over me. And I don't know if it's like pressure to maintain or like the desire to hold on to, like you were saying, but it's just, it's very, very heavy. And that is what happens. Like when you make your idea of success, of abundance, of happiness, if you take it out from within you, because it's really just something that exists within us. And we have to stay focused on that. And everything in the world tries to pull us in the other direction, right? Like everything that we see on social media, everything that we see other people have, the advertisements, the marketing that is everywhere in our face all the time is trying to tell us that like, we're not worthy of feeling abundant, successful, joyful, content. Contentment is huge. Like there's this huge misconception that we can't feel content and still be excelling in some ways. Like people get contentment and complacency wrapped into one. And it really does not have to be that way. It's just like, we're talking about the power of the mind then. What narrative, what story are you choosing? We're just a bunch of stories. We're literally just a book of stories. That's how we function. I know that that's like a whole topic we could dive into as well. What story are you choosing? That's all it really comes down to at the end of the day is your discipline to choose your story of the day. Hmm. I really appreciate you sharing that because as a mindset coach myself, it's scary admitting some things that I still struggle with. And I'm sure like you just shared, you can resonate with that. And when you said that you get cynical and this dark cloud comes over you, how do you identify that? Is it like when the, when the milestone is hit, do you feel like a sense of unworthiness of having it? Do you feel that sense of not enoughness? Like what does that really feel like for that to hit you? I think for me, it's the disappointment 
that I don't get to stop running because mm-hmm. I've hit it. So, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're money is such a prime example of this. Like, you make a certain amount of money, you sign a high ticket client, and it's what you've been working towards. But in entrepreneurship, like, it doesn't end. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going. And that is why I have landed in the place I've landed with my niche and how I help people have fun. Because I'm like, wait a second, wait a second here. If this is a lifelong journey, which for me it is, I have a very big vision for for my mission and my career. If this is lifelong, it cannot be this way. I cannot arrive at these milestones and feel like this. Like I get emotional thinking about it right now because it's just, that's just no way to live. And this is what makes entrepreneurship such a unique path. And that's why I love working with entrepreneurs because I'm like, we get each other in a way that other people like just never will if you've never done it. Like the roller coaster and the option that you have to have this extremely volatile emotional experience on a regular basis, like you can go down that route or you can do the hustle and the burnout cycle like I'm talking about, or you can pull back and focus on what is sustainable, which is enjoying the journey. And there's nothing else that can that can make this crazy ride like worth it or sustainable unless you're dancing and playing and having fun and really just falling in love with your life the whole time. Oh, that is such a good point. Like I even feel that in my heart as you say that, because I resonate with that so much. Like entrepreneurship is such a roller coaster of endless emotions. And like you said, just because you hit a milestone specifically when it comes to money, doesn't mean you can stop running. Like, and you, like when it comes to entrepreneurship, you do have to keep going. Like it's, you do have to keep going after the the big vision, but to your biggest point, it gets to feel good and it gets to be fun. And something that I really realized, and this is going to be a whole other episode too, um, with the retreat that I just attended this past weekend, and it was called Devotion. And devotion is such a powerful word as far as like, are you, how you're devoted to yourself, how you're devoted to spirit. For me, that's God and how you're devoted to the people in your life. And for this retreat specifically, it was sisterhood. But when it comes to being devoted and in the mission, in the vision, in your purpose, I came out of this retreat like what the fuck are the rules that I've been following and who made them? And why do I feel like I need to follow them? I was actually with a group of girlfriends who are also entrepreneurs and I love them. And we're all on this journey together. And this used to be me. And I think I worked a lot in the last six months or so to kind of pull myself out of this pattern of it has to be this way. This is how I should be doing it. If I don't do it this way, then I'm not going to succeed. And all that may or may not be true, right? There's all the business coaches in the world, I think have this very specific structure and I'm here to shift that paradigm. I'm here to change what success and abundance and making it in the entrepreneur an entrepreneurial world looks like, but I heard them say, you know, oh, I don't have a day off. I don't know what it means to have a day off. Um, what I do on my day offs is basically planning what my workday is going to feel like. And I just like, when I heard that, I was like, wow, I don't resonate with that anymore. 
And I don't want to resonate with that anymore. And that works great for some people, but I know it didn't align with me. And I know that was something that pulled me down deeper and deeper and deeper to away from my mission and away from my purpose because it didn't feel fun. And it felt so forced. And it felt like, unless I follow these rules, I'm not going to get to where I want to be. And that was something that I was able to really come out on the other side of. And it's like, who the fuck made these rules in the first place? And when it comes to being abundant, it's like, again, like a lot of maybe spiritual leaders will be like, well, you have to do these things and these things. And unless you spend your morning routine like this, like then you're not going to cultivate the energy that you want. And there's just so much, I think the media does do a great job of confusing people as far as what you should and shouldn't do in your journey. So I love that you are someone in the space where it's, you know, yes, you have a vision. Yes, you have a mission. And here's how we're going to go after it. But how are you going to have so much fun in the process? And that brings me to something that I heard recently as well, I think on another podcast about what it actually means to have fun at being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, and also creating this, this empire that you want to build and how you can bring play and joy into the process anything, when it comes to owning a business, there's always going to be things that you don't want to do and you don't like to do outside of your zone of genius, right? I'm sure for you is coaching. Like you love being one-on-one with your clients. You love being in that container, but maybe at least for me, I don't love doing the tedious uh, admin stuff. And when it comes to like the little numbers and, you know, like things when it comes to like the behind the scenes of marketing, don't love it, but we have to do it. How can you make that process a little bit more enjoyable? And a real t- real life example for me last week, literally exactly a week ago, I remember just sitting here and I hadn't left all day. I've just been kind of cooped up in my home and at my desk and starting to get frustrated and irritated. And as and anytime that happens, I can feel myself moving away from abundance, like moving away from gratitude. And in the moment, as soon as I caught it, I just asked myself, what would make this more enjoyable? How would I feel better doing this? And I just picked up my laptop and I went outside, sat in the sun, sat in the lawn chair by the pool. And that alone just allowed me to have a shift and like, okay, I don't need to be here at my desk just to be productive. I can shift my environment. I can change my energy just by doing that. And that alone was such an abundant mindset because I knew, okay, like you said, the stories, what are we choosing? I chose to ask myself what, not even digging into why I was feeling frustrated. It's just, okay, let's move away from that energy. Let's move away from whatever story is causing that what would make me feel better? And that alone was just allowing me to shift more into abundance because I know I want to be able to do this. I know I want to be able to get this done. I want to be able to enjoy the process of it. And I want to feel abundant doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that's, you said it, you said it best and it really can be that simple. I mean, for me, the way I tackle fun is in a micro and a macro way. So in the macro way, which is what I teach a lot on, I describe it as three pillars, connection, creativity, and play. And I actually want to rearrange that in my teachings now and say like connection, play, creativity, because I kind of picture it like when you are in that place of scarcity or burnout or anxiety or fear, whatever it is, the connection is going to run the deepest and it's going to move you up a little bit. And then you're going to be able to play and you're going to be able to release a bit. And then you're going to be able to create and flow. And then that pulls you right back into that abundant space, specifically in business. That's macro 
take on fun. Micro is more like what you said, where it's you're literally just infusing it into your life, sprinkling it into every single day in any way that you can. And that's where like there's not as much guidance that I can provide to people on that because it's just that simple check-in of what would make this, like, what would I enjoy? What would be pleasurable? What would be fun for me in this moment? And then that's where the tricky part comes of being able to hear the mental backtalk and the judgments and the narratives that like clash up against it. So for example, I recently changed my working schedule so that I'm working afternoons, podcast sessions, stuff like that. And then I'm doing my deep, more creative work from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. And I have wanted to do that forever because I have a different brain at night, like entirely and just like a different human being. But there were so many, there was so many stories and judgments in my head that were so intense when I would think about that, because that also involves me waking up at 9 a.m., 9.30, sometimes even 10 a.m., depending on like how late I'm up and all the things. And the judgment, when I started doing this, the judgment that I heard in my head was so brutal. It was so fucking mean. And I was like, I don't know where I heard this and I can trace it back. I'd probably figure it out. But that's not the story that I'm telling myself anymore. This is what's best for me. It has completely transformed my energy, my creativity, the content that I put out, like just the way that I operate in all ways. But the hard part about giving yourself permission to do the thing, go sit out in the sun, stay up late to do your work, whatever it is, is those stories and those judgments that we hear in our head. And that's where like, I love how you said, um, you know, I didn't need to dig into why I was frustrated. I basically, you just needed to make the shift. And there's such a fine line, right? Between, is this something that I just need to change? Like I need to change the way I'm thinking about it, choose something else. And it's just black and white. Or is there some inner work to do? Is there some uprooting of like old experiences and where those narratives come from so that I can fully release them. And that's where it's really helpful to have a coach like Sarah or myself who can help you identify those things. Like, is it something we need to go deep with? Okay, great. Let's go deep. Let's go there so that you can release this. Or is it just implementation? Is it just disengage with the frustration, with the thought, with the judgment and choose something else? Mm, I love that. And I love that you bring up like the doubts that you had about your schedule, because that, oh my, like who said that for you to be this abundant, successful human being entrepreneur, you have to wake up at 5am and you have to do XYZ by 8am and be done with your day by 3pm. Like I, yeah, I'm still currently moving and like figuring out what my schedule is and what works best and when I operate best. And that story of, oh, you are worthless if you wake up past this hour. I just resonated so much. So I appreciate you sharing oh, really? that. But yeah, I like hate that said, narrative. <laughs> oh. um, but like you said, too, you know, that fine line between choosing, just choosing to make the shift, or do you need to maybe do a little bit of shadow work and implement and kind of dig into how that's coming up for you? I love shadow work. I love bringing that into people and just helping them identify those shadows, dance with the shadows, meet the shadows. And I've done 
a lot of shadow work. I'm sure you have as well. And I'm sure you do that in your coaching and how that allows you to, especially with like the, the example that we made with hitting a milestone and not being able to sit in it and feeling like you don't have the fulfillment and you still don't, you're still not like catching that feeling that we're chasing, that we think this tangible thing is going to hit us. That I, I, a hundred percent believe that has a lot to do with shadow work and like where did where were you programmed and conditioned to believe that that like nothing would ever be enough because yes we're we're chasing a feeling that we think the tangible thing is going to bring us however where is those feelings of unworthiness and not enoughness really stemming from from not being able to feel that so so many good nuggets here. And I feel like to kind of wrap up the essence of abundance, if you haven't really taken it away yet from this episode, it's less about what you need to do and what you have and what you need to go chase, but it's the energy that you're choosing and the story that you're choosing, the perception you're choosing and where you are right now. Abundance is the present moment. And when you're able to sit in that gratitude and something to a practice that I really enjoy doing, so simple, but it has actually brought a lot of attraction into my reality within the first month of the year so far is saying little mantras to yourself. I love miracles are everywhere. Just any little thing, like I'm driving down the street and I'm on my way to get gas and I notice that it's like 50 cents cheaper than it was. I'm like, oh, miracles are everywhere. Like that's amazing. Or, you know, I get an email with, you know, there's 50% off in with my favorite protein bar this week. Oh, miracles are everywhere. Like just little, little things. And then big things, big diamonds start to drop into your reality when you start to appreciate the little things. Even something as simple as I wasn't reactive with this little minor inconvenience that happened. I was able to pause and be like, oh, okay, this happened. Brush it off that alone, miracles are everywhere. And then you start to just realize like the energy that you start to call in by doing that. So I don't know if you have a little practice or a mantra or something that, you know, supports you falling back into the energy of abundance. Mm, I love that. And I love miracles are everywhere. And you're right. It's so, it's so crazy how, as soon as you posture yourself like that, and you look through that lens, that is reality that becomes reality and you can, that can happen like that, you know, you can mm -hmm. go from scarcity and then you try on a different, different lens. But, um, your question was, how do I continuously fall into abundance? One thing that I love to do every day is because I journal, I have a whole morning mindset flow and I love to journal. And the two things that I always close with, I guess three, it would be now lately are today's release what am I releasing? Which when it comes to like abundance, it's typically some kind of need. I'm releasing the need for X. I'm releasing the, the attempt at controlling everything. I'm releasing control. Um, it typically comes down to one of those two things. And then the second thing is uh, what's today's intention. And so when it comes to abundance, like you said, it's a present moment. So most of the time it comes back to something that has to do with being present. I'm going to pour into the moment, each moment that I'm in today, or, you know, I'm going to find peace within myself. Like, again, the abundance being all of the things that you have access to just by being human, like the peace, the love, the joy, the contentment, all those things, anchoring in on that, setting an intention. I'm huge on intention setting because I feel it's like planting a seed in the back of your mind. And then it just kind of 
sprouts on its own. And it's so cool with my clients, we set intentions on a monthly basis and also like on a weekly basis. And especially at the end of the month, they never remember what intention they set, but they embodied it and lived it out effortlessly just because they set it, set it out loud, wrote it down, subconsciously knew they had accountability. So big on intentions. And then the third thing is I'll do like a daily declaration. So I'll be really cognizant about what I am welcoming in, what I'm opening myself up to, basically whatever I want God to know about where I'm at. Like, I just kind of make that claim. Like, let's say, what's a good example of that? I am open to, I'm open to new opportunities. Hey, big man, I want you to know that. I'm just going to put it out there and then release and surrender. And that really helps you kind of like anchor and sink into being present and embodying that abundance. So those are mine. I love that. I love all prompts. You know, what are you releasing? The intention that you're setting, what are you declaring? And I think that brings up a really good point when it comes to abundance too, is surrendering, like surrendering to what we're trying to control, surrendering to the fear, the worry, the doubt that's present that our mind loves to wrap us up around, right? So when we when we surrender to that and set an intention to how who we want to be and how we want to be the energy that we want, we kind of sub- subconsciously just start to live into that and start to just embody, like you said, embody that. And I resonate with your clients. Sometimes I set these intentions at the beginning of the month and I'm like, oh, I forgot that I even did that. But when I start to like read back in my journal prompts that I had for the month, or I just look at, you know, just just memories from the past month. I'm like, wow. And then I look back at that intention word or phrase that I wrote. It's always an embodiment of what I just put out into the universe. So I love that point that you made. Um, And going off your title too, Limitless Living and the Fun Coach, like you embody the essence of abundance in just who you are, what you do, and just bringing that to the world. So Carrie, it was beautiful to have your wisdom on today's show. Um, Anything, any last words, any last piece of advice you want to leave the audience with? Mm, I don't know. Well, thank you for having me on. You are wonderful and you are so kind and this has been amazing. I guess the only thing really coming through in this moment that's potent is don't underestimate the power that you hold. You know, it's hard to like keep a constant like reign of control in our minds. Um, but that is the one thing that we all have equal control over, you know, and I talked earlier about releasing control in order to maintain abundance and to clarify releasing control on all the external and all of the outcomes, but really honing it, like pouring your energy. If you're going to try and control something, please let it be your mind and the perspectives that you see through and how you are choosing to speak to yourself um, and just what stories you are choosing to let run through your mind because you hold so much power and it does not take long. Just like you were saying about all of a sudden, like you know, you see, you choose to see miracles and you actually see them. Your life will change if you consistently take control of your mind and choose to embody that abundance in a very internal way. So that is something that is fully in your power. And and I believe that for you. So that's, yeah. That's so good. So good. And I always like love to say the only thing in your control is your energy. 
the energy that you put out and the energy that you allow in. So that's a huge, that's a beautiful way just to wrap that up in knowing what your power is and stepping deeper into the one thing that is always in your control. So beautiful. I will leave your at your Instagram in the description. Uh, I think you're at Harry the Fun Coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, beautiful. So I'll leave that down in the show notes. Um, again, Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone that's tuning in. Um, follow Carrie, follow myself, reach out, ask questions, do whatever you need to do to dive deeper if this resonated with you. And I will catch you guys on the next episode.